Welcome to the Fitbox Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Frankie. Glad you're here listening. On our podcast, we talk about two main things. First and foremost, we interview members of Fitbox so that way you can hear their stories about how they're repaying debt, how they're saving for retirement, buying homes, all this type of stuff, really to give you motivation and some different ideas. That's the first thing we talk about. The second thing our podcast do is we take individual finance topics and go through them in more detail so that way you can say, does this apply to me and how does this apply to my plan? So if you have questions or you want to sign up for Fitbucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com, build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the live chat. I apologize for being a few minutes late. I had to run out, pick up my daughter today, which was unforeseen. So again, I apologize for being late. Big, 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 big week in the world of finance. That's what we're going to be talking about. Welcome to the weekly financial update here on YouTube. If you're watching a copy of this, welcome, welcome, welcome. Be sure to subscribe to the channel on YouTube so that way you're notified when we go live so that way you can ask us some questions while we're live. Uh, Big week. As you guys know, typically in our weekly financial updates, we talk about three main topics, sometimes go into other areas, um, primarily student loans, home buying, investments. Um, That's where we're started off at. Uh, Student loans. Not much there. Um, really, if I'll just update from last week. Like there was a lawsuit filed against Biden stuff. I don't think that's going to pass muster. It's not a good lawsuit in terms of actually thinking it's going to go through. Uh, however, I still think that another group will eventually pass something to or file a lawsuit against it. And that we got about a 50-50 shot as of right now of actually getting that loan forgiveness. Um, that's pretty much the update from last week as well. This week, same thing. Um, I said, right now, file your application in October and see what happens. Um, see if you get that, get that loan forgiveness. Um, another thing from last week on that, like if you had refinanced since March of 2020, since COVID hit and you refinance your federal loans into private loans, you'll probably still qualify for some type of loan forgiveness. So you make sure that you file also. Um, but let's jump into the bulk of what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, investments and mortgage stuff, because uh, that's been the big news lately, especially home ownership. Uh, the Federal Reserve came out uh, and raised interest rates again. Nobody's shocked. Uh, the big thing that shocked and why the stock market's down so much this week is that, that a lot of people in the market thought that maybe the Fed might turn around and say, hey, like, you know, we're pulling back too fast. Like things are crashing too fast. Um, and they didn't. Instead, they reiterated that they're planning on doing another interest rate increase by the end of this year. Um, you know, no shock. And here, here's the thing, though. Like mortgage rates are up to like between six and seven percent. Everybody's like, oh, my God, the world is falling. To me, that's healthy. I mean, I, I get people like six or seven percent interest on the mortgage. Like that's a lot, especially young people. Why? Because young people don't know what's normal in terms of what's the historical interest rates. I mean, you, you talk to like our parents, like a six percent interest rate, they'd be like, damn, that's a good rate. Like because prior to the Fed intervening, you know, in the early 2000s, before interest rates were three, four, five percent on a mortgage, typically they were between five and eight percent. So six percent was not a bad thing. In fact, I actually think it's a good thing because it's going to get out a lot of the fluff out of the markets um, and make homes affordable. Which right now, like people have been asking, like we just recorded. Um, I'm going to be putting this out in a day or two about how much I think homes are actually going to be falling and whatnot. Um, in terms of, of values and pricing. 
Um, but I've been getting that a lot. Like, why do I think it is that it's going to drop? Homes weren't affordable. At the end of the day, it's a home affordability thing. And with interest rates going up, it's making it less affordable. So yeah, there's going to be a decrease in home prices. Not only that, but you look at the economy. Like this is like one of the first times in my life that in the short run, I can't tell you one thing that's positive. Like everything, all the news out there, every, everything is negative from, I mean, some people try to say unemployment's at the all-time low. Yeah, well, the participation level sucks too. So participation rate, if you guys, labor participation rate, if you guys don't know what that is, it's another metric that should go with unemployment. Um, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's one of the worst it's ever been. So yeah, we got low unemployment, but people just aren't participating in the workforce. That's not a good thing. Like this is brutal. Primarily because they're giving up because the income that they can get in a lot of places isn't enough to be able to afford anything. Why? Because of inflation, housing prices going up, all this type of crap. Like not a good situation. So in the short run, like I reiterated last week uh, when I said, you know, in the live stream that the recession is going to get bad, it's going to get bad. I mean, the 10-year treasury have an inverted yield curve. If you guys don't know what that means. Long-term yields on treasuries are higher than short-term yields. That's, that's not a good sign. Like, that's a big sign of recession. So not good. Uh, anyway, so like I said, we just got done recording uh, a projection kind of saying, hey, this is what we think, um, how far housing prices might go. I'm going to be putting that out. So make sure you subscribe to the channel to keep an eye out for that because that's coming out probably in the next day or two. Um, I might even bring it out tonight. So keep an eye out for that. Um, but yeah, mortgage rates kind of stayed flat to up a little bit this week, 6.25%, 6.5% average. Some people are saying 7% depending on websites you go to. Not good. End of the day, home affordability is still really bad, which means either housing prices have to drop or interest rates are dropping. And the Fed has already said, they're not going to be dropping interest rates in the near term. So in the near term, I expect a lot of, of stuff to go down. Now, like I said in the past, I also think that housing and, and asset values are gonna go up in the future for two reasons. One, we just dumped so much money into the market and stimulus. It's a ridiculous amount of, of money, what's happened with the money supply. It's, it's ridiculous. And we also have a tremendous amount of debt, okay, debt. Even household debt is through the moon. So the problem with that is that as a government, one of the only ways to get out of that is by devaluing the debt. And the way you do that is getting the value of the assets up. Um, and so I think that eventually the Fed is going to cut the rates and then it's going to be a free-for-all in terms of how fast and how quick everything goes up. And that's why I keep saying with the investment side of the world, maybe you can make you know your, your investments a little bit more conservative. I wouldn't pull completely out of the market and I wouldn't stop dollar cost averaging because you can't time the bottom. But when that bottom hits and it goes back up the other way, I think it's going to explode up through the other way. Um, now that might be six months, might be in 12 months, might be in 24 months, might be in five years. I don't know, but eventually it's going to explode up just because of what's happened with the money supply. It's, yeah, unless everything just crumbles, which again, if if everything crumbles, like I always tell people, the end of the world only happens once. So if I'm wrong, the dollar's going to be worthless, the society's going to be worthless, everything's going to be like blown up, right? So if that happens, it doesn't matter if I invested or not, I still don't have anything. So, you know, that's why I keep saying on the investment side, maybe in your portfolios, you can make it a little bit more conservative. Um, if you didn't already, you know, maybe you should. Um, but yeah, keep dollar cost averaging. Maybe even if you say, look, I'm not going to, I'm going to keep dollar cost averaging, but maybe not do as much. You can do that too. So that way you have more cash. So that way 
you know, as you say, hey, I think we're hitting the bottom. You can put more money in. You can, you can go about this a number of different ways. Um, but going back to the home affordability stuff, that's what I think is going to really drive down because the only way to, to write that is is um, is to drop housing values or the Fed backtracks over the next few months and says, oh shit, like there's a massive recession and this depression, like we didn't think about this and they cut rates, which they could, they could cut it overnight back down to zero if they wanted to. They've done it in 2008. Wouldn't shock me. And at that point, not, we'd be seeing a bottom pretty quickly on that point, in my opinion. Okay. So that's with housing. Uh, we just got one, a, a comment uh, from someone asking about, um, about, you know, the question about the deflating of, of the assets and what I mean by that, uh, just to clarify, and I've touched on this before, but I'll do it again, okay? When you have an asset or, or debt, you might think, let's just say you bought a house for $500,000 and you have debt for $500,000 on that house. You don't feel rich. You don't feel wealthy, right? Because you got all this debt. But let's just say oh, because of inflation and because of all that type of stuff and housing values going up, that that house, you still owe 500 grand, but that house is now worth a million. You feel good. You feel wealthy. And that's a behavioral type of thing. And again, science backs this up. Research backs this up. That when people feel that way, they're going to go out and spend money, right? And so when the government wants to turn around and, and say, do we want to devalue this? They have to, because that's the, one of the only ways they're going to get out of debt. I mean, what, what else? What, we think we're going to magically wave a wand and credit card debt's going to go away. Mortgage debt's going to go away. I mean, we have more debt in this country right now way more than 2008. Now, it's a different type of debt. It's not horseshit mortgages, but it's still debt. So how do you get out of that? With this money supply that we just dumped, directly dumped $6 trillion in the bar. It's mind-numbing. Anyways, updates. Fed went up. Mortgage rates are up. Home affordability still sucks. I think that you know home prices are going to go down a little bit more. Keep out. Watch out for that video. Um, investing. Like I said, maybe you move a little bit over. I mean, the market was down. As of right now, the market still doesn't close today, but the market's down 4.5% this week alone. That's a big drop for a week, okay? Uh, for the year or from the high, the one-year high to today, we're down 24%, okay? Now, people oftentimes, again, I, I got to forewarn you on this. Um, this is not investment advice, okay? Um, and I have to say that now because of compliance, we're an RIA, all that type of stuff. Like this is not investment advice, seek professional help, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Um, but this is what I've done in the past. And that's, again, I'm not saying do this, but for those of you that like doing your own investments, all that type of stuff, or have cash already on hand, then you're asking, should I invest now? Cause I'm getting that question a lot too. Should I invest now? It's like, you know, I never say not to invest, like just examine the risk and what you think the returns are. Right is typically what I would do is look for an investment. It could be the S&P 500, it could be an individual stock, whatever it is. And I would oftentimes look at the, the highs and say, okay, when it's 10% down, I'm gonna put a little bit of money in. When it's 20% down, I'm gonna put a little bit of money in. When it's 30% down, I'm gonna put a little bit of money in and 40%. And I do throw do so through the use of selling put options. Okay, now I'm not gonna go through with you on this weekly update what a put option is and how all that type of stuff is. Because it helped me reduce risk by selling put options and doing that type of stuff. But a lot of times with like the S&P 500, I don't even look. I don't even have an analysis. I'm just like, look, when it hits 10%, I'm going to sell a put. When it's 10, 20%, I'm going to sell a put. 30%, sell a put. 40%, sell a put. And that's how I quote unquote dollar cost average into the markets. 
Okay. However, everybody's asked me like, my, one of my good buddies right before I came on a live chat, he's a day trader. He texts me. He's like, Hey, dude, like you doing your option strategy? Not right now. One, I can't cause I'm not looking that much into this stuff because of fit books. Um, but two, like I said earlier, there's nothing positive that I see. No, I mean, I might be missing some stuff because like I said, I'm not in this stuff day to day anymore from an investment standpoint, but I still look at some things from a high level. I just, no positives. I, I don't, see any positives out there. So would I do some put option stuff? Maybe at a 30% decline. I think, like I said, we're down 24% right now. So maybe I sell some put options that would be at like a 30% off the high, um, maybe a couple contracts, um, do a couple more at 40% or 35%, 40%, 50%, just sell some puts. If I'm wrong and the market goes up, hey, I made money on the puts. If it's wrong, I got it at a pretty good price, I think. So that is, is how I, I roll in terms of investing in the S&P 500. If I'm trying to make my life easy and just kind of keep it simple. If you don't know what put options are and all that type of stuff, don't do it, obviously. Um, don't, please don't message me about it because I always tell people, like, if you're going to start doing investing, it's a full-time job. Do it yourself. If you're going to start doing put options and call options on just option trading, do it yourself. Don't ask other people for advice. Come up with your own theories. That is my recommendation. Um, but yeah. I mean, that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, I'm actually going to be looking at it sometime next week. So keep an eye out. Um, that's the update for today. Again, broad news. Um, hope you guys get a lot out of it. If you guys have questions during the week, make sure you send us some comments and, and questions. We're always around, um, willing to answer the questions. And we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks.